Hello and welcome to The Neighbor Next Door, a podcast about the power and importance of neighboring. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, and uh, I'm joined in uh, our front porch studio by my colleague and neighboring, Adam Barlow-Thompson. Hey, good neighbors. Welcome to the podcast. And today we have uh, our annual check-in as the end of the year comes to an end on where we've been and where we're going. And as part of that, we're doing a um, rotating guest with our staff. Yeah. To tell about some specific stories from the work we've been up to. And then at the end of the episode, we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up in 2022. So, yep. you know, a little teaser. <laughs> Stick around for that. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling a lot of people end it halfway through. They're like, whatever. So I've got to give them a little. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Stay yeah. to the end. Stay to uh, the end, folks. So, first up, we have Catherine here with us. Hey, Catherine. Hello. <laughs> and Catherine is kind of leads up all the stuff in our neighborhood, which is here in Wichita, Kansas, a neighborhood called Asosi. And so, Catherine, what story do you have for us today? Yeah, so I thought I would talk about how we're moving forward in the neighborhood as the weather gets colder. Um, mm. Not everyone's porch is as warm right now as this porch studio <laughs> so um yeah so we knocked on 400 doors almost weekly throughout the summer in the north quarter of the neighborhood and got to know people a little bit mm -hmm. and then we were wondering how do we stay in contact with them how do we keep highlighting all the good things in the neighborhood without being outside all the time through right. the winter so and a little, little teaser the the high schoolers who knocked doors with us Hmm. We have like a like four part, five part series coming up. Yeah, four part series coming soon. Coming soon. I think it's like right after this episode, maybe uh, or soon. Yeah, Within yeah, a couple yeah. weeks, end of so the year. Yeah, be, be looking out for that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're doing the newsletter, and it just has three main articles. The first one is highlighting a business in the neighborhood, and then one highlighting an individual neighbor, and then a third one highlighting some other entity that doesn't quite fit those categories. So like some kind mm. of for good organization or even an institution, like a principal at a school or hmm. just someone that's mm -hmm. contributing something great to our neighborhood. Yeah. And so, so we did an October one and now we're just wrapping up, laying out the November newsletter. And it's really, it's really interesting because we got to know individuals over the summer, but now mm -hmm. getting to know like other organizations and businesses and hearing what business owners are passionate about. Like there are people in this neighborhood who are really intentional about their business being here mm. and they have such a heart for the neighbors and like they mm. are, walkability is important to them. They're like, well, I need to be here because not everyone can walk all the way to you know, Walmart or wherever. And right. so it's really inspiring to hear people who really care about their customers. And so yeah. that's been one thing that was exciting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So some of the, one of the businesses you interviewed is our offices across the street neighbor. It's the Broadway convenience shop. Mm -hmm. And 
they are two are the, well you know yeah better so than I do. <laughs> it's a couple of guys who we thought were brothers right. they're both from bangladesh it turns out they are not brothers they met when they were here they're college students and yeah they are guys who are passionate about the neighborhood and they're so great like i mentioned to them my neighbor's name and i said yeah i think that so-and-so comes in here and they knew right away who it was. Like mm -hmm. as soon as I said his name, they were like, oh yeah, he's great. And right. they had stories. And then one of them talked about one of the customers that comes in has been teaching him to play ukulele in the shop. So yes. I'm really excited <laughs> about the potential for a ukulele jam session. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I what I love about that story is like, it's just a convenient shop, but it gives you like just the, the, thing that makes a convenience shop like kind of predatory versus like what they're doing, which I think is a convenience shop that builds social capital mm -hmm. is really just about relationship. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of the thing that turns on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then similarly, um, we had noticed a guy that is serving soup out of a cool wagon that he built <laughs> on South Broadway. And we were just curious, like, who is this guy? What, what is mm -hmm. his motivation? What is he doing? And so we got to go in the soup wagon and meet him. And again, he's someone who just really cares about people and cares about them in terms of mm -hmm. feeding them and making them great soup, but also cares about them beyond that. And like, just really wants their well-being, uh, like as whole people. And yeah. so he was so great. And then um, I think next month we'll interview the competition maybe for Broadway Convenience because we were visiting with a neighbor and said, who do you think we should interview? And he said, well, of course, the store across the street, they're amazing. And then mm -hmm. he listed off why they're amazing and what he's seen them doing for families in the neighborhood. And like, I didn't know that. And yeah. so, so it's really fun to hear what do people in the neighborhood think is amazing? And when you ask them, who should I go to? And they say, well, this person, mm. you know. Awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What's, what are you looking forward to most uh, as you keep doing the, the newsletter? Yeah. Um, or just anything in the neighborhood as we go true. into 2022. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think something I'm excited about that I'm like trying to work on on future articles with neighbors is articles that are not only about one person, but are about a relationship, like ways that neighbors are working together mm -hmm. that show the culture of neighborliness in our neighborhood. Like I just learned of a person who lives in an apartment complex and was working with their neighbor on some gardening that everyone in the complex could enjoy. Uh -huh. And so I can't wait to interview like the two key people in that. Yeah. And then yeah. everyone in the neighborhood will know, wow, like, there are, there's sort of a network. There are people that care about the same thing mm -hmm. and to start like painting those pictures of the culture of generosity and kindness and working together. Yeah. Is, so I'm excited about those kind of stories coming yeah. up. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. All right. Well, thanks Catherine for sharing a little about the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We've got two others to go here so <laughs> we're uh we're keeping them tight it's gonna be good all right thanks <laughs> all right so so the 
second area of the work of the neighboring movement we get to hear about uh, is the Kansas Animator Network and Elizabeth's work with them. So, Elizabeth, welcome to the uh, studio. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're just swapping staff here. <laughs> All right. So, Elizabeth, um, what's a story from Kansas Animator Network that you want to share with us? Well, so I've been here since August. So, um, how I got here was really important and life-changing to the work that I'm doing. Um, So in July, I was in my PhD program getting ready to start my fourth year. Um, And what I had realized months prior was that I was really unhappy and unsatisfied Mm -hmm. with where I was. And I had been reflecting to figure out, like, why? Mm. And... I also realized that the longer I stayed, the more amplified those feelings got mm. of like feeling just conflicted with myself. Yeah. It was like, I can't just tough it out. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. finally I got to a point that I was like, okay, like I've been thinking about this a lot. I need to figure out like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And what I realized was when I looked back, the things where I felt motivated and happy and energized were the things that I went looking for myself outside of the program that were relevant to making community impact. And in the program that I was in was um, a career path for clinical psychology, which is much more individual level. Mm -hmm. And so then the easy answer was leave, (laughs) but also the hardest one (laughs) to like get myself to do it or anything like getting close to that decision was right. Right really really hard it's mm-hmm. like it's the simple simple does not mean easy yeah simple can be really hard right yeah mm-hmm. like it made sense in my mind like this yeah. isn't matching but also there was like beliefs and things that i grew up with being a first generation student and a coming from an immigrant family background that made it really hard mm-hmm. to make the choice mm-hmm. because growing up i'd go with my mom to her work even before starting kindergarten Mm -hmm. and even during my whole school schooling i would go with her on the weekends to like go do housekeeping jobs or Mm -hmm. maintenance jobs those type of things um and she would just constantly tell me like you need to go to school this is the way out Mm. this is the only way out like you've got to keep going yeah and so i was the first in my family to get a high school right. degree, then go to college, and then go straight into a PhD. Mm-hmm. So I felt really privileged. Yeah. And I felt like if leaving that would be like, our, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. And um, also, like, leaving meant um, being uncertain. Mm-hmm. Of like, I in the career goal that I was in, I knew what the end goal was. Mm-hmm. I knew what the outcome was going to be. But And if I left, I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. So then weirdly how the world aligns at a given time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lead for America reached out, kind of restating the very things that where I felt energized about making community mm-hmm. impact and taking on leadership in the community. Mm. So I hadn't made my decision yet, but I said I'm going to interview and uh, send my application in. And if anything, like I don't get it and I stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then right after that, things moved really fast. I interviewed with you guys and I was like, this is, this is like what, right where I want to go. Right. And so then, which I mean, 
Magnet, you know. <laughs> no, I, I definitely was like, Elizabeth's out of our league. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good way yeah. to put it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, fe- I felt that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I had just gotten the master's in my program, so I had that to at least give myself, like, this wasn't just completely wasted yeah because our brain thinks like that even though really it's not wasted that time is not wasted yeah Mm -hmm. um so then the next thing i know i'm i'm meeting you in the parking lot adam Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and because we're headed to dodge city to meet the animators which are participants of um, the kansas animator network program right that i was going to help facilitate um, from the interview, the next thing we did. Yeah, literally. It was two and a half hours in the car. Yeah. We one, almost, one way. We almost died in like the craziest <laughs> storm ever. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was like raining. <laughs> yeah. And Elizabeth's like trying to chat me up in like a very kind way. And I'm like, Elizabeth, I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't tell me. <laughs> that would have made me spiral. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So then we get to, go on. We get to Dodge City. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then we get to Dodge City, and then there's like a group. I don't know what I was expecting, um, but there's <laughs> a group of people that came together that looked like me, were passionate about diversity, mm. inclusion, and empowering their own communities. Just as passionate as I had been, and I felt myself like the reason why I left mm-hmm. my PhD program. Mm. And so, like, that was in itself, like, okay, things are working out somehow. Like, <laughs> I, made a, I made a scary choice, and things are feeling good, mm-hmm. you know, still. Yeah. Um, and so then after that, um, I got to help facilitate that and still do, obviously. But, like, I get to interact with people who are creating change every week. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, like... All over Kansas. Yeah. And working with um, people who are passionate about immigrants and refugees mm-hmm. um, and and literally making a project and doing it yeah. in Garden City. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I'm acting. I'm helping. I'm acting in line with my values mm-hmm. with others who share the similar values as I do. Right. Yes. Um, right. So, yeah, that's Man. kind it's of... It's pretty awesome. And, I mean, like, we... The, the neighboring movement started by a bunch of white people <laughs> yes, and, yeah. and working in primarily United Methodist Church with a bunch of white people. But in the Kansas Animator Network, we have this like beautiful cross-section mm-hmm. of diversity in mm-hmm. every shape and form. And it is so awesome to watch them lean into that and you lead them through that in the most natural and authentic way. So it's pretty, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Very grateful. And and is there something as far as, I, well, I got to say this first. I love, like, I can just hear the fire in your voice when you talk about <laughs> this work. Right? I mean, it's just so, I, it's just wonderful. Um, so as you're, as you like look forward and think about, you know, the next year, what, what, what fires you up about what's ahead? I want to strengthen the relationships that are happening across Kansas. Mm. Um, so we have That's this, it. That's yeah, a small task. <laughs> <laughs> we have this group, and I really, really, really want to find all the ways that we can keep these animators connected right. and collaborating beyond 
just being part of the Kansas Animator Network. Yeah. 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 Which I'm super excited. They're all coming together in person here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. we have not gotten to do that because of COVID. And so we're, it's just, I mean, I think we are about to like see a new level of engagement with them. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so now uh, we've come to the, the third, final uh, area of focus mm-hmm. of the neighboring movement, which is the work that we do with churches. And we've got this gigantic curriculum we call the Good Neighbor Experiment. <laughs> uh, it only took us 18 years to write it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, which means we also have swapped our staff storyteller. Yes. And so Maddie is here. So Maddie, what story do you have for us today? Yeah. So hi, I'm Maddie, (laughs) faith-based organizer here. And some background on me that's a little helpful. I've been here since July of this year, and it's only then been a few months. But Mm -hmm. I can say without a doubt that this particular job change has been a very life-giving thing, probably one of the most life-giving things I could have done for myself. Phew. <sighs> well done. Worried. Y'all nailed yeah. it. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I mean, it is a scary moment. All right. They're paying me to say this. This particular no, job change has... <laughs> I was just... You never know. Yeah. Well, next thing I come. I was like really worried. Yeah. So a word's life-giving. Been life-giving. very life-giving. <laughs> life-giving. And um, be- before I was serving in this role, I was actually a local church pastor at a church not too far from Wichita. And I, in that role, was feeling immense scarcity doing ministry in COVID and trying to, you know, mm. feel energized by preaching every single week mm. and, <laughs> you know, yeah. feeling pretty isolated as a solo mm-hmm. pastor. And so you were preaching every week online. Online, yeah, for probably I think it was it was over a year I did not have anyone look in the room. And that wow. was that was hard and yeah. exhausting and felt mm. very um uncertain as to if I'm even doing anything right. But mm-hmm. that being said, I am now here and I'm just so joyful about that shift that I felt of doing resourcing for churches and being surrounded by amazing colleagues and friends and mm-hmm. again, not preaching every single Sunday <laughs> until I got a text from Matt. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Uh, a few months ago and he had sent me this text about one of our Good Neighbor Experiment churches that asked if um, they would, you know, if I would preach for them because they actually um, are a church that uh, seeks out a different pastor um, each week to fill their pulpit. And, you know, my initial thought when I got that text from you, Matt, was (laughs) I've literally not been out of the pulpit for more than two months. Like, I, (laughs) please give me more time. I'm not ready. But I texted back, Matt, thank you for this incredible <laughs> connection and opportunity. No. I'm sure that's what I said. Matt, did you like pick up the sarcasm in the text stream? No. No. Yeah, no I was going to say, I, I, I think it was I early. I think it was early yeah, on in yeah, our yeah, dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. He's a little dense. It, it, came, it, really... <laughs> it, it came out in person. I was a little like, oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. This is news. (laughs) 
Anyways, so as I was preparing to preach at uh, Florence, UMC is the church, I started to look up more details about the church and their average worships between 10 to 20 people each Sunday. They're in a town of about 450. And as I said before, they're fully lay led, which means that they have decided to um, not have a full time paid pastor, but instead to have people fill the pulpit each week. Um, And so... Uh, that was the background on Florence, and I, you know, had a kind of preconceived notion of what it would have felt like when I arrived, mm-hmm. and much to my surprise, or I really shouldn't have been surprised in this work we do, <laughs> I, when I arrived, I saw a very, very different story begin to emerge than what I saw on paper. So as I walked through the doors at Florence, I saw this beautiful stained glass in the sanctuary. They still had Advent decorations up, actually, which (laughs) kind of felt poetic of, you know, this persistent hope and longing Mm -hmm. uh, in a season. And then the lay leaders, Les and Linda, greeted me with warm smiles and Mm. lots of coffee, one of our sacraments in Methodism. (laughs) And they also mugged me, in quotes, air quotes, which means they gave me my own coffee mug Mm -hmm. with their name and logo and they also had on the back relationship abundance and joy oh man yes our tenants here and (laughs) constellation and there was homemade banana bread from one of their members who is in her 90s and wasn't able to come to church physically but was serving um, out of her gifts by providing the bread for coffee hour and so Mm -hmm. just the members of florence were arriving and we were talking during coffee hour and it was just very clear like how incredible this group of people were (laughs) and how faithful and how a group that clearly had differing you know maybe political backgrounds family life abilities and even socioeconomic statuses could just come together and be church um, Mm -hmm. and continue being church even though they didn't have a full-time pastor so then Came time for me to get back into the pulpit, so pumped, <laughs> delivering the message of good news. Um, so I think before I came, the task that I was asked to do is to preach on abundance, which felt um, kind of interesting after that coffee hour, because I was like, <laughs> y'all get it. <laughs> y'all are like doing yeah. the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was in that moment that I kind of knew that my role as the pastor wasn't to be the expert, mm-hmm. um, but it was instead just to remind them of the abundance here and help connect those gifts. So got done preaching and we actually, after the sermon did learning conversations, which are one of the tools that we, um, give Uh, not only churches, but um, all of our programs use learning conversations and helps identify gifts of folks. We paired up and asked each other gifts. And I was paired with this man named Tyson, who did the tech for Florence, Mm -hmm. um, was one of the youngest folks there, Mm -hmm. also tech person. That's a very church thing. Um, (laughs) And he was pretty quiet for most of the questions. And um, we actually had switched where he was asking me questions to learn about my gifts. And Mm -hmm. one of the questions, questions was if you could open any business what would it be i love that question and it's a great one and i actually didn't have an answer so whoops but um (laughs) i'm working on it but tyson was actually you know i have an answer for that and Mm -hmm. i was like great go ahead answer and so he proceeded to tell kind of the story and his dream of opening his own construction company Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so 
we gathered back together and shared bragged on our partner and shared some of those gifts that we heard and so I shared about Tyson's dream of opening a construction company and it just was wonderful to see the energy in the room grow and just feel so abundant and as I was walking out interestingly I was talking with the lay leaders Les and Linda and um, I knew that Les was connecting with Elizabeth with the Kansas Animator Network and I That's asked right. kind of how he was hoping to further this work of asset-based community development and he said you know I think maybe we can help Tyson start his own construction company right and so it was just a really beautiful way to end and that time to see that they just really got it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and they're continuing to do the work and I felt very grateful to just be a small part of it that's awesome yes yeah mm. yeah I mean also I just I stand beside my text. I, I just, uh, full circle. I mean, I know that oh, man. You, you didn't want to, but. You're going to uh, use this beautiful so... story to rub in that you were right here? Come on. Yeah, that I mean... feels right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Thank you. So this story was all about Matt, obviously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. No, it was great. And we, I've gone back to preach. And we love mm -hmm. preaching at Florence. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they ask us back. <laughs> Yes, that is a great story. And I love that Florence is a church that has no professionals. And a lot of our work, we talk about that professionals are great, but they've we've created this imbalance where professionals have an outsized role. And then people who are just, you know, not professionals attending don't participate as much and Florence has totally flipped that on his head mm -hmm. where the the non-professionals are fully the ones leading and guiding the the journey and then like any professional like Maddie or Matt who goes in and preaches you're just there as a guest and right. mm -hmm. you're gonna do what they say yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's beautiful yeah That's really yeah cool. yeah and it's such a it I mean the the atmosphere the 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 sense of abundance and joy mm -hmm. that is just so present in mm -hmm. Florence. Uh, it, it really, it reinforces so much of what we've heard and experienced, I think of like, um, you know, yeah, if, if we contribute our gifts, right, the community yeah. becomes stronger and we mm -hmm. experience wholeness. And like, we've seen that in our own lives and we've seen it in our neighborhood and now getting to see it like come to light in Florence and not even really because of what we're doing. Like right. they've been on this journey right? Mm -hmm. and it's like, yes, right. Mm -hmm. It's, mm -hmm. it's unfolding there. Yeah. It's so cool. And we get yeah. to learn from them, oh, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. 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 So as you're looking ahead, what kind of things are you excited about? Oh my gosh. Well, 2022 is going to be wild. Um, <laughs> I am excited for it all. We have a lot on the, especially at the very beginning of the year, we have not only um, our work at the neighboring movement, which is um, every six months hosting churches um, through to help them go through the good neighbor experiment. We also are training facilitators mm -hmm. who kind of serve as like contractors with us who are trained in the material themselves, but then they build in-person regional cohorts. And so we've got, I think, four starting in January, maybe five. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every two or three months after that, adding one or two more. And yeah. so we're just, it's definitely going to be a season of growth for the faith-based side of things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited and I'm really hopeful um, that I can keep learning about how 
the content of the good neighbor experiment can mm-hmm. can just be more and more accessible and mm-hmm. help help foster the culture shifts we're hoping to see beautiful yeah yeah awesome it's well, uh, yeah exciting thank you for sharing your story and yeah. getting us hyped about you know faith-based organizing here at the neighboring movement you bet thanks y'all <laughs> all right stuff there matt it's uh it's a lot of good stuff it is yeah i'm so glad we have staff because there's no way we could pull all that off (laughs) (laughs) no i mean that is literally true okay so wrap up for us what are you excited about in 2022 well i you know i'm i'm excited about all three areas yeah and i think what one of the pieces that stands out to me is that we we didn't start those three areas with separately. I mean, that wasn't a right. goal. It yeah. just kind of emerged that way. Yeah. And now there's kind of a convergence happening where oh, right. it's like, oh, like kind of like Les and Lindo, mm-hmm. uh, she, you know, Maddie shared like they're doing can. Right. And then like, how is our neighborhood a part of the animator network? Yep. And uh, these things are starting to converge. Yeah, they're not siloed projects. No. They are so intermixed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think... There's a there's a really beautiful and powerful synergy when that kind of thing can happen. So mm-hmm. I, I I mean in a, I, I mean I'm excited with our staff alone, right? Just who they are. They're so incredible. Yeah. Um. But then also mm-hmm. this kind of mm-hmm. like wow now that's like you know Avengers unite kind yeah, of thing going right. on. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> How about you? Well, for me, so I'm excited about, I'm going to tie it back to the podcast. So we are hiring a communications director. Yes. And one of their roles will be supporting the podcast. Yeah. And the podcast could use some support. Uh, we haven't, I don't think, said this on air, but our editor for the last couple of years, Jenna Moody, uh, mm-hmm. has moved on. She got a really great job and wasn't able to fit this into her schedule. Yeah, yeah. And that has caused us then to say, okay, well, what do we do in response to that? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to, at some point here, not in this week or in, we've got a few episodes coming, but we're going to take a little break at some point in 2022 retool mm-hmm. the podcast a little bit mm-hmm. and then we're going to have some more intentionality with strategy around storytelling and getting our message out and so in the podcast will be a part of that so i'm excited to yeah. see how that takes shape and yeah. that you know this new person hopefully will uh guide us in that because we need some help so <laughs> yes. yeah 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 oh my i feel real bad for that person now <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so then I, you know, kind of the last thing we have to say, like we're wrapping up the year. Yep. Uh, and this is a good window of time to say like all of this work is supported through really generous donations. Right. Uh, people who give to this effort. And, uh, if, if, so first of all, thank you. If you're a listener and you support us for sure. So grateful, uh, for everyone who has, stood behind us mm-hmm. and financially uh and then um 
But also, if you're not a giver, we would love to have your help yep. uh, in furthering this movement yep. because your donations make it possible for stories like you've heard today. Yeah, and one of our goals moving into 2022, a lot of our funding income comes through grants, which is great and really helpful, but grants are tied to specific th task, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's not a lot of flexibility in them. And so we're trying to shift and have and grow the donor base a little bit, mm -hmm. which means that you can be a part of that with small donations. So if you go to neighboringmovement.org slash donate, you can sign up to give, you can give one time and even better, you could give monthly. And even if you gave like five bucks a month, mm -hmm. we that's great. That's yeah. what we're looking for. Yeah. We would love it. Yeah, that's, so. yeah, yeah. And, and so for sure, we, we would welcome your support. Also, I always just want to reiterate, it is a movement. And even if you don't support us financially, you can still be a part of this movement yep. just by building relationships with your neighbors, uh, being, you know, using our resources, however they're available to you. That's right. Uh, we welcome you to be a part of that. As always, turn off this podcast. Get out your door and go meet your neighbor. That's the first step. That's then right. come back. Go to neighboringmovement.org slash donate. Yes. <laughs> put in whatever you want. <laughs> That's a great plug. Yep. Oh, yep. All right. Can't wait to get that communications director hired. <laughs> yeah, we probably could use some quality control here. <laughs> Thank you for uh, joining us on the front porch for being a part of this conversation and uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, stay tuned, I guess, yeah. for both the series coming out um, about the work that our youth did this summer and also stay tuned for what's coming in 2022. Could be incredible. All right. Until next time. Happy neighboring. Happy neighboring.